This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. It would appear like the planting date is going to be pretty ideal, as corn and soybeans go in timely in the planting window of late April, early May. Planting progress is advancing from the south northward. Many farmers here in northwest Iowa will finish this week. Planting conditions were quite good except for the wind. It is hard to get fertilizer and chemicals put on in a gale. Or soil was staying put, helped to do so by minimum and no tillage. Reports of dust storms in Illinois brought back memories from the past. There was a time when farmers here even moldboard plowed soybean ground, and we would have had a dust bowl of winds like seen. Way back when, my neighbor's field would start to blow, and I would have to jump on the tractor and do some strip tillage to keep mine from blowing too. Those were another example of the good old days, not. There is enough moisture to start the crop. Our problem is how quickly we dry out because of so much wind. Rains are most welcomed. There's still a region of the plains that remains in drought where they have the ability to irrigate where they had to put water down to get moist soil to plant into. Some rain finally found dry Nebraska. This is also a slower transition from winter to spring further north, delaying planting. Overall, there is nothing immediate yet regarding crop risk for the market to get alarmed over. The future is still to be determined and the summer weather pattern is not locked in as the bears appear to believe. There is still a substantial part of the Corn Belt without subsoil moisture reserves. That is like starting a fight for yield with one arm tied behind your backs going into summer. The caveat to the statement about how good the current crop conditions are is the negative Pacific Decadal Oscillation, PDO. Equatorial waters have warmed in the Pacific, conforming to the developing El Nino. The water off the west coast is still quite cold. A negative cold water PDO, as is still currently in place, was associated with the drought of 2012, while the corn market has been trading 2013. The gut shot of the corn belt remains short of subsoil moisture, so that we need cooler than normal temperatures and above normal precipitation to sustain the good start. The models show an El Nino coming, but so is Christmas, and we have not hit the tipping point yet where we can say that the drought has been broken. There is a high correlation between the PDO and Midwest summer weather. Water off California needs to warm and the PDO go positive soon, or the transition to El Nino will transpire too late to benefit our summer weather. If it takes until August, U.S. crops will not be the bin busters that bears expect tight stocks would go on. I mentioned that 2013 appeared to be a potential analog year to the expected 2023 market action. The previous three years prior to 2013 saw the fall crop insurance price arrive above the spring price as three consecutive short crops supported prices. 2013 was the change-up year with recovery in production. One difference between this year's market and 2013 is that the market held up longer in 2013. The meltdown did come earlier this year. We expected more time. Bears got the jump on the market. New crop contracts have rolled into bear markets. Old crop is still hanging on. There did not appear to be a weather rally in 2013, and there is no weather premium in this year's new crop. It is possible that the corn market extracted too much weather risk too early, so that summer rallies are possible. Traders are just stair-stepping futures down from old to new crop. They seem to think that end-users have all their ducks in a row relative to supply to reach new crop. That is an overreach. 
But until there's confirmation of a selling exhaustion, there's nothing solid for bulls to grasp onto. Farmers who stored grain last year through the growing season made out very well. Farmers who have stored old crop this year have held a devaluing crop. Here are the carrying costs for end users. My advice to unload old crop last December, which I myself acted upon, was extremely helpful. The market has not paid the cost of carry and soybeans either. Outside of the weather, there may be one more technical selling opportunity in corn. The spot May contract does not collapse and is still holding support on the continuation chart. It is destined for expiration May 12th. There is potential for the May to leave a continuation gap for the July contract to use as an upside target to fill. Just saying, that is a possibility. The most recent low in May corn was 621 and three quarters. If the May contract can expire without making a new low, then 621 and three quarters would be the minimum upside target for July corn. The final May contract settlement next Friday would be another target. That rally could be the last opportunity to sweep the bend before bases deflates with the approaching harvest and get some new crop hedging done. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunity, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.